I'm no longer bound, I'm no longer chained, I'm no longer captive, no longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Welcome, everybody, to Be the Light. This is Pastor Zachary Robinson, and in this show, I interviewed Minister Akeisha Harrell. She shares her journey to Christ. She also mentions the passing of both of her parents and how she had to heal through the pain. Lastly, she also talks about her transformation and what God is currently doing in her life. So tune in because this is a show you don't want to miss. My name is Freedom. Welcome everybody to Be The Light. This is Pastor Zakia Robinson and I have Minister Akeisha on. How are you today? Oh, everybody. I am doing well today. Thank you for asking. Good, good. And so as we all know, when you come on to this show, you're going to be hearing about someone's testimony, which is what I love. Um, God have given me this vision to interview people about their testimonies and about their journeys just simply because it's by the word of our testimony that sets not just us free, but other people free. And there's a lot of people that's going through things in the world and they're just, you know, going through different heartaches and stress, anxiety, depression, all these different things. But they don't hear a lot of people talking about some of the same things that they're going through. And sometimes I know I did. Akisha, I literally felt like. It was no way out of what I was feeling, especially because I wasn't in church. I, I didn't, you know, didn't know much. I, I grew up in the church, but you know what we do when we we leave our parents' home. What we do? <laughs> we go into the world. <laughs> so it was one of them things where I just I was lost, and um, God spoke to my heart probably about a year and a half ago to start doing people's journeys and let them talk, share their testimonies on this show. Um, and I was like, okay, God, well, we're going to go forth. So that is what we on to talk um, with Minister Akeisha today. And so Akeisha, just kind of talk about and share with us your journey, who you are, you know, where you're from, your background. Just kind of just give us a gif of everything that you want to share today about what you went through. Right. Well, thank you again for giving me this opportunity to come on here and interview with you. Um, I'm just more than grateful for this opportunity and I bless God also for, you know, your obedience as well. So um, my name is Akeisha. As you guys know, I'm Minister Akeisha Harrell. Um, I'm 23 years old. I am from Chicago, Illinois, um, and I am currently going to the Lively Stone Missionary Baptist Church, the best church in the west side of Chicago. <laughs> um, and I am currently serving underneath Pastor Contrero Jenkins. Um, and so I just thank um, God for all that he's been doing in my life. Um, I grew up in the church, like Pastor Zakia said. Um, I've been in church my whole life. Um, until I got off to college, you know, and I went into the world and was doing what I wanted to do. Um, but I can see the things that God has blessed me with. And his hand was definitely over my life, even in the moments where I didn't see it, even in the moments where I paid no attention to God, where I gave, where I didn't acknowledge God at all. His hand was still over my life. And I thank God for where he's brought me now, because like they always say, when I look back over my life and I see all that he's done for me, I, it gives me the chills because he's just been so great to me, even when I didn't deserve it. So I'm just extremely grateful for every opportunity that's placed before me that's come from God. So I'm just super grateful. Amen. So let's get into some of the, you know, the 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 real deep details <laughs> of, of, of Christ and just walking with your journey. Um, and so obviously you grew up in church. OK, so I, I do know you grew up in church and you already had a heart for God. And so we're going to mostly, I guess, focus in on what your journey been like being 
in Christ. Okay. If you're okay with that. And so let's talk about that. What have your journey been like? You know, you can start from childhood. Um, what have it been like for you? Have it been easy? Have it been hard? What, what trials you've been through? Yes. Um, to be honest, I would never sit here and lie and say it's been the easiest road of my life because I have, you know, Christ as the head of my life is definitely been difficult. And, if I'm being honest, it's been more difficult than it was when I was in the world because I felt like I didn't have anything to worry about. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so I was doing everything that I wanted to do and I didn't focus on God. So I felt like I was just, you know, out there. But now on this journey with Christ, there's things that I have to go by. There's rules that I have to, to and boundaries that I have to follow um, on this journey with Christ. And it's not just this rule book, but what I'm trying to explain is that there's some things that I can't do no more that I used to do. And it, it hasn't been easy, but I know that God has been with me every step of the way. Um, I've been through a lot of trials and tribulations. Um, since you know starting my journey with Christ and even before you know even as a little girl um at 11 years old I lost both of my parents at a very young age and um I didn't really I knew God you know because I grew up in church but I didn't understand the meaning of death and I didn't really understand why so I would question God all the time I would say God why did you take my parents why did this have to happen to me you know out of all the millions and trillions and billions of people in the world why did this have to happen to me and I never really understood until now as I gotten older and the Lord began to speak to me through my sister so I have an older sister. I have seven siblings, so it's eight of us. And my one of my older sisters, and I thank God for her. God is really, truly blessing her because without her, I wouldn't be here where I am today. Yeah. I thank God for using her. So she spoke to me, and I, I was wondering, I was like, me and her had a conversation not too long ago about our mom. And I was like, I always ask God, why did he take our mom from us? And she sat there and she laid it out to me. And I had never even thought of it in that way. So I believe that the Lord was speaking through her to me. So the Lord, she told me, she said, the reason why he took our mother is because she had to leave because we wouldn't be where we are today. God knows that we had our mama wrapped around our finger. We loved her dearly. We'd do anything for our mother. And it was just such an amazing thing. But we had, she, he had to take her in order for us to get to where we are. We wouldn't, I wouldn't be who I am today without him having to take my mother from me. Because even though in those moments, in those situations where I felt like, okay, I just want my mom, that made me stronger. God had to take her away from me to make me stronger, to build me to the person that I am today. And I'm eternally grateful for that. She She's resting in peace. Her soul is resting. And I thank God for her bringing me to Christ before she passed away. I thank God for her instilling Christ into me. And I can remember as a kid, she would shout the word favor all the time. That was her favorite word. She would just say favor, favor, favor. And every time she said, she'd say favor ain't fair, but it sure feels good. And <laughs> When she said that we didn't know that she was speaking into us. She was speaking life into us. There was the favor wasn't. I'm not necessarily saying that it wasn't for her, but it was over her children. And so I look over my life and everything that me and my siblings have been through, from living on the west side of Chicago, one of the worst cities in the world, 
to to being where we are today none of my siblings are dead none of them has gotten shot up and killed on the street none of them is gang banging so i thank god for where he's brought me and i look at my siblings and i say the hand of the lord is over us his mm -hmm. faith over us and my mother was speaking favor over her children before she was brought to where she is now so i just thank god for that so i'm eternally grateful for that forever Amen. So um, there's not too many people, you know, that loses both parents literally at the age of uh, 11, you know, just losing them, period. And, you know, both of my parents are still here, so I don't know what that feels like. But I can only imagine, you know, what it feels like. But one of the great things about um, these different things that we go through, especially these trials, is the fact that we can help somebody else that's going through it. So like, for instance, if like, it, it's so crazy how God works. Cause I kid you not, there's been many times where I'm standing up there to pray for someone and they literally is dealing with the exact same thing that I've dealt with. I can pour into them. But when it comes to someone who maybe have lost a parent or, you know, maybe even lost a child, I can't relate to that, but yeah. I still, I could sympathize with that person. I could still pray for that person, but it's nothing like someone saying, Hey, I've been there. I, I've gone through that. Let me tell you how I got out of this. Let me tell you the things that I did, you know, like you can literally minister to someone about that. And let me tell y'all, this girl can minister. If y'all have not seen her ministry, y'all need to go <laughs> to her TikTok. You need to go to her Facebook, Instagram. I mean, this girl can minister. Um, so don't let the, the, the cuteness and shyness I Look, I'm telling you, when the Holy Spirit hit her, it hits her. <laughs> but um, let me get back. But I do want to ask you, what was it like with when it comes to your father? Because I know you said your father also passed. Like, you know how like you go to school, you see you used to go to school. You used to see like the moms and the dads there with their kids on graduation day and all of that. Explain to people how that was for you. Um. How it was for me is, you know, losing my parents at that young age. Yeah, I go to school. I see, you know, the parents chaperoning on the field trip and you see the dads and you see the moms and it hurt. It did because it's like, I want my mom. I want my dad. I was a daddy's girl. From, from the day I was born, my dad loved me so much and it was vice versa. I loved him with all my heart and to see, and I had such a close and tight knit relationship with my father and I can remember everything about him. He was so loving, he was so kind and he was always giving and you know, he was always there for me. And even when I thought I was just so stressed out as a child, he'd be like calming me down and like just giving me, you know, that comfort as a father would. And it hurt to see that. Because it was like, I want a father. I want a mother. But then as I got older, and I'm not even going to you know, sugarcoat, I still feel that way today. I still feel that way today. Even though I have the support system, I have family, I have friends, I have godparents. I have people that are there for me and I can lean on them. So that kind of you know fills that hole a little bit. But it's not entirely. Only God can fill that void that's in my heart. And I do still feel that way at times where I see people with their parents. I see girls with their moms and I see um, children with their fathers. It hurts because it's like, I want that. I miss that. This, this is what I've had and I don't have it no more. And it was really, it gets frustrating sometimes. And a lot of times I cry and I pray about it. And I ask God to, you know, send people into my life that's going to not necessarily replace these people, but that will fill that gap for me, that will substitute for my parents. And God has done nothing but amazing things by sending these amazing people into my life. So 
it hurts it does but i'm getting by day by day with that so i'm just grateful for that as well Amen. So let's fast forward a little bit. So um, you went to college. I want to talk about college a little bit, just because I know as a woman of God, you know, I just had my goddaughter on and we were literally talking about like what it's like being in high school and being a Christian. Okay. And so I want to kind of flip that and talk about what was it like in college and being a Christian, because, you know, there's a lot of the secular things out there to do. Did you find yourself falling into those temptations? Um, honestly, um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I, because once I was done, I was done. And so of course, yes, I still had those temptations, but I knew how to control myself before it got to that point to me falling into that temptation. So when I went off to college, my freshman year of college, um, I was doing everything in the world everything that I wasn't supposed to be doing as as we all do (laughs) all the college students have done I've done all those things that was my freshman year but I ended I eventually ended up moving to Florida where I met you guys yes (laughs) I'm super blessed for that as well and I was able to attend the church with you guys and in that moment in that season of my life I'll say in that season of my life I felt like this is a point in my life where I can't go back. Mm. Nothing that people did in front of me made me want to go back because my spirit was, it was so strong in that season of my life where anything that I've done in the past, I got disgusted with looking at, I got disgusted with smelling. I got disgusted with the things that I used to do and not, it wasn't in a way where I was judging people, but it was in a way where it was like, this is a, a, that's a point in my life where I can't go back because I, I know where I've been and I know where God has brought me from. And he's brought me too far for me to turn back and go back into my old worldly ways. And in that season of my life, I was also ministering to other people and bringing them into the church, not just into the church. We don't want to just bring them into the church. We want to bring them into the kingdom. You know what I mean? And so it was so, so it was hard. It was hard because it's like, this is what I used to do. And yes, there's temptations. Yes, there's, I want to go out and party. I want to do those things too, but I can't, I can't go back. I cannot allow my flesh to overtake me. I can't allow my flesh to overcome me. Like the Bible says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I had to remember that I got this with the hand of God over my life. I know that I can make it through this. So as a college student, a Christian, as a college student, it was hard, but also it was an amazing thing because it's like, I want to be able to share my testimony with these other college students to let them know I've been where you were before. I've done what you've done before. You're not a failure. You're not stupid. God loves you. He loves you unconditionally. No matter what your mistakes are, God loves you unconditionally. And if he's brought me from that, who am I? If he's brought me from it, I know that he can bring you from it. And so just being able to testify to them and to give them my testimony and to encourage them, it was such an amazing feeling. And I I still try to do that now today as a college student um being a christian just being a christian in general we just try to wheel them in you know we try to be fishermen and so that's just how it is with me being a christian you know in college man you know the crazy thing is is when i was in school um you know when i went to college i'm telling you like I don't really think I've seen any believers, you know, everybody was doing like whatever they wanted to do. You know, unfortunately I was one of them people. I didn't really 
see the face of God. When I say see the face of God, meaning I came to my aha moment, like, oh, I need to get it together because I can go to hell. <laughs> but um, I didn't come to that moment until I was probably like at least 27, 28, pushing 30. So I'm not going to lie. Like when I would see, you know, all of the young, I call y'all young. Okay. Cause y'all are a little bit younger than me. But you know, when I say young, I mean like college young you know what i'm saying serving god literally having a heart for god not having a heart to do these things out here in the world like i used to think like man i wish i would have started then because mm -hmm. the age i'm in now I'm pushing 40 like it's so crazy that where i would be right now like i literally think that like where would i where, where would i be with god in a spiritual level if i would have started at y'all's age mm -hmm. but you know I am grateful that I eventually came over. And I do want to make that a point. I don't want anybody to uh, feel like that, you know, they're too old to start. Listen, it don't matter where you start. It's the fact that you do start because there's so many different things that could be you can be getting into. It don't matter if you 50 and you need to come to Jesus. Hey, praise yeah. God. You have made it over to that side. So I want to make sure I put that out there. Um, what was one of the moments where you possibly hit rock bottom and it really shook your faith? Oh, um, there's a couple. You could talk about a couple. We just want to kind of put it out there. Oh, yeah. So one of the moments that really, you know, hit rock bottom is I would definitely say it was a moment right before I moved um, from Florida back to my hometown, Chicago. And in that season of my life, I was so confused. I was so just, I felt alone. I didn't feel like God left me, but I felt like it was a season in my life where God was testing me. And in that season, I was just, I just didn't understand. I couldn't understand. And the more I prayed about it and I cried to God and I was asking God for answers. And I just felt like I just couldn't get the right answer that I was looking for. And it got to a point I didn't necessarily want to give up, but it was like, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what season I'm in, but all I can say is I trust you. But this season is hard. I'm, I'm, I'm crying out to you, God. I need you to step into my situation right now. I've got friends that's left me. I've got family members that's walked away from me. I'm by myself in this right now, God, and I need you to come in and I need you to to get me out of this pit. I need you to get me out of this situation because the more that I linger here, the more that it's going to get to a point where my faith has begun to decline. But in that moment of my life, God was showing me that I've got your back. I'm not going to leave you. This is a season where I'm, I'm going to show you who I am and that I'm God and I'm God alone. Mm -hmm. And so God has been, he's just been blessing me ever since. And I, I get those moments, not just the, the little moment that I had before I moved back here. There's moments in my life where my faith is being shaken, where my faith is being tested. But I know that God is with me. And I know that in the end, I always think of it like this, that if he got me through it before, I know that he'll get me through it this time. Mm -hmm. And so all I have to do is be patient and wait on God to get me through it. And so that's just one of the, the moments in my life where I've just been, my faith was shaken. That was definitely before I moved back here. Cause I just, I felt so condemned. I felt confused. I felt like I made a horrible decision. I felt like I was going to disappoint God. That was the main thing. And the, my main thing was being afraid to disappoint God, but God began to show me, why I, I had you in this place because when he brought me back to chicago he's been blessing me tremendously in my 
not just in my ministry, but just with family, with friends and just being able to just connect with other people. So I'm just so grateful for that. So God has definitely been in the loop. He's definitely been there all this time, even when I. Hey Amen. I definitely want to say um, that when you were talking about God will never leave you, that it's a scripture. Um, I want to say it's Hebrews 13 um, and it talks about God will never leave you nor forsake you. He would never abandon you. Um, and, and the crazy thing is, is because a lot of times when we're going through those hard moments in life, we literally feel like like he's left us, <laughs> even though we would we would he have not left us because there's people who has literally had dreams of going to hell. And they were like, I felt him leave because of like there was nothing but fear all around me. And then thank God they get God was able to get another chance. But um, there's a lot of times when we hit those rock bottoms and we're just like, God, like how could you <laughs> like how how can why is everyone leaving me why am i being isolated because i mentioned this on a lot of my shows that isolation is needed especially when you're in a transition of your life god may need to isolate you because he needs you to get before him Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like you said, you lost family members that was, you know, people, you lost friends. And a lot of times that that extra time that we do have, you know, outside of work, what do we do? We we go and we call our friends, see what they doing. We socializing a lot. So when God removed those things um, temporarily, he mo- removes those things. Now it, it kind of like forces you to get in your word. So it's like, OK. I ain't got nobody to call. Right. I ain't got nobody to go out with. Like, I might as well just get in my word, you know, and it's like, it's causing you to like rebuild yourself. It's causing you to get back in communication with God, back in relationship with him. And so um, I know for me, when I went through that season and the guy keeps bringing it back to me, so I'm going to talk about it. But um was when I had two, well, I had my first son who had ran away. And then, you know, all of that is like years later, that kind of got, you know, my, my emotions was back on balance. I'm good. And then I had my second son do it. And I'm not going to lie. I got before God and was like, how could you? <laughs> like, you take my first one. And I'm not going to lie. These are the exact words that I use. I said, you took my first one and now you're trying to take the second one. And I'm like, God, you could have stopped this. You could have worn. You could have done all these different things to prevent this. But yet you allowed this to happen. Mm-hmm. And I was literally just having it wasn't one of those like, you know, yelling at God moments. It was more like hurt, pain, crying, sobbing like God, like what is going on here? Like I'm serving you. I'm, I'm doing everything possible to please you. And like, how could you let this happen? One of those moments. And I realized that, um, I realized in that moment, this, these are the words that he gave me. I don't know if it was in that moment or a little bit later. So I don't know who needs to hear this because I I don't talk about this that often, but one of the word things that he told me was I gave you more years with them than the years that you are losing and the time that you're losing. And I was like, dang, like, I guess he's right. And then he had to tell me, like, I've given you the most important years. The most important years was which was them growing up and you're installing faith in them because they will return back to it. And when I when I looked at it that way, I was like, wow, he said, so it's better for them to have left now than to have you have missed the the important years, which is the development. Okay, and then, you know, I'm saying, like, do you see where I'm going? So when when I was just like, wow, like when I seen it that way 
I was like, okay, God, like I see what you're doing. But also in that, God began to show me my error. He began to show me things that I could have done differently to prevent some of that. So I was like, okay, I'm sitting here blaming the other person. But yes, there is some blame on that end. But guess what? There was some blame on myself too. And so in that moment of feeling like God didn't care and that he had abandoned me and that he's allowing these things to happen. Like he had, he had to show me some things like, no, let, let's, let's sit down and let's look at the big picture. You know, first of all, I'm here, I'm speaking to you and here's what you can do different. So for anyone who is out there that's listening and you're in this tough season, tough moment where you feel like God has abandoned you, just remember that he has not abandoned you. His word says that he will not forsake you. He will not abandon you and so we want you to make sure that you i don't care how many times the enemy enemy whispers in your mind and say he's left you you're all alone you ain't got nobody you ain't got this remind yourself no i may can't i may not be able to physically see him but i can physically feel him just like you can physically feel the wind you can you can feel the wind blow you can feel that you may not be able to see it Okay, but you can feel it. And so we have to understand that we have to tell the enemy and we have to cast out these high imaginational thoughts out. God's word says that if you cast out every high imagination of thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, all of these things will be added. So you have to understand, cast these thoughts out. I cast these thoughts out and I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus over my mind and I'm going to ask God to fill my mind with his word. And how do you do that? You do that by being in his word, right? And so when you were going through this season of your time of isolation, what was some of the scriptures or a scripture that stood out to you that you were like, yeah, this was like holding me together? Um, There's a lot. Okay. So during this season, that season of isolation in my life, um, I had read many chronicles in the Bible um, regarding people in the Bible that were by themselves. And so I was reminded of Joseph in the pit. And that story is stuck to me to like, and it's still, that's one of the, my favorite stories in the Bible. And then I began to think about Jonah in the belly of the well. And then I began to think about Daniel in the lion's den. All these people in the Bible where they were isolated from people, I began to think God brought them through this. God was with them. He made a way for them. He gave them an escape route. And if he did it for them, if this is the same God from yesterday, this is the same God that's going to bring me through my situation. And even now, if I have those moments where I feel I'm by myself, where I feel like I can't hear God, where I feel alone, I think about those stories and I say, God, if you did it for Joseph, you can do it for me. If you did it for Jonah, you can do it for me. If you did it for Daniel, you can do it for me because you are the same God from yesterday. You're the same God of of Moses. You're the same God of David. You're the same God of Joseph. And so you are a God that will never change or cast a shifting shadow. So because you are a God that will never change, I trust you that you're going to change my situation, that you're going to step in between my situation, that you're going to work all things out for me because you've promised in your word to work all things out and so I always go to that story because it's like yes Joseph was betrayed by his family yes he was thrown into this pit but if you read the story if you look back at what God did for him even when he was in the pit God he Joseph had to go through what he went through in order for him to be who he was in order for him to be who he was he had to go through that moment in his life and I think about that myself I said okay God is molding me 
He's shaping me to be who he wants me to be, not who I think I need to be, not who the world think I need to be, not who my family and friends think I need to be, but who God wants me to be. And the pressure that I was feeling, I had to remember, I'm giving birth in the spiritual realm to what God is about to push out. He's getting ready to birth a new thing in me and I'm no longer the same. But in this season of isolation, I have to go through this moment right now in order for me to get to my destiny. So I always look at those stories and it just brings so much comfort to my heart because it's like, I'm going to be all right. God, he's not going to leave me and he's not going to forsake me. Yeah, amen. When you said birthing, literally, it's like it just gave me a flashback because <laughs> literally like when it's it almost kind of, I'm not going to say it, no, I, I am going to say it. It's almost like the same type of pain when you are going through something that hurts so bad that you can't even bear it or take any more of it. Like you're just ready to just like throw in the towel. It's almost the same as giving birth and I've given birth four times. So I will tell you it's the same. Um, obviously, it's more intense pain over here, but, you know, both of them is the same. But one of the things that I remember when I was going through a situation and God had woken me up like really early in the morning, it was like four o'clock in the morning and he was just talking to me. And I just begin to just cry. I mean, the type of crying, like you would think like someone punched me in the gut type cry. I was ugly crying. And I was like in like, a, I won't say like fetal position, but like squatting position, like bent over. And all I heard God say was like, you're giving birth. You're giving birth to what you've been carrying. And I don't know who's listening, but you're giving birth right now. All that pain, all that stress, all them tears, everything that you're going through, you are giving birth. And Typically, what happened during that birth part is painful. It hurts. You feel like you can't do it anymore. You feel like you can't endure it anymore. You feel like you can't go up the mountain anymore because everything burns, right? But when the baby comes out, okay, whatever you've been carrying, when it comes out, you have this beautiful person on you, okay? Which in replace of, this is this beautiful gift that God have given you. And so a lot of people, they've been trying to ask God, like, hey, is this what you want me to do? And a lot of times you don't hear anything. You go, it's like silence, like crickets. Like, God, where are you? Like, do you hear me? I'm asking you a question, like, hello, <laughs> right. right? But a lot of times it's because he's already answered us. Right. But he answered that we want it. Um. And so let's talk about when it was with your journey and continuing on, what, what has it been like for you in the dating world? And I'm asking that because of the simple fact, like it's not a lot of godly men out there. Mm. Okay. There's not a lot of men that's willing to wait. There's not a lot of men that's willing to be on that same path as you. How have that been for you? Um, it has been a roller coaster. <laughs> um, since I moved back here, um, at first I really wasn't up to dating cause I was in that season of my life where even if I tried to do it, mm -hmm. the Lord wouldn't let it work. It just did not work. And so I knew in that season of my life, I had to be alone. And so I decided not to, um, you know, go out and mingle. Um, I stayed to myself, you know, but, uh, recently I have been, you know, trying to go out and mingle and get to know people a little bit. Um, and the people that I've met, this really wasn't it. You know what I mean? Right. 
judging, but they just weren't for me. And like you said, it's not a whole lot of godly men out here. And that's the number one thing that we will want is the man of God, a man that's going to be after God's heart like David was, you know, and so a man that's going to put God first before anything in the relationship. And it's not a whole lot of people out there like that. And the ones that I've talked to, I've gone on a few dates, um, I'll just say just what it wasn't it. Um, but I am currently talking to someone right now. Um, <laughs> and going as far as getting into a relationship yet, yeah, we're just, you know, getting to know one another and, you know, allowing the Lord to lead us in whatever way that he wants to lead us in. And so we're just putting God as our firm foundation and allowing him to lead the way. We don't want to rush things because we know what happens when we rush things. So we just, I take it day by day, one day at a time. And it's been pretty, it's been all right right now um, mm -hmm. in of dating. I wouldn't say that I've always been the type to just be like, okay, I need to be in a relationship right now. I need to do this right now because I see everybody else doing it. Like I'm 23 years old. I need to have a house right now. I'm, I've just never been that type of person. I've always kind of went at my own pace. Um, even I would, I would definitely agree to you on that because I, I've known someone that you've talked to and you were like, no, we're taking this slow. What do we need to rush for? And everybody is like, yeah, y'all be a cute couple. And you're like, mm-mm, no The good thing is you waited and you waited on the Lord, right? <laughs> That. So that's just kind of what my, my motto is. I just got to wait, you know, and be patient on the Lord because I don't want to rush into something that I know I'm not supposed to be in. But everything is going pretty well. But I can tell you the past uh, people that I've, you know, talked to went on dates with, they were not men of God. Some of them weren't. Some of them claimed to be and they turned out to be something different. So it was just kind of like I took a break from that and I was like, Lord, I'm just going to focus on me because like, I can't, you know, I can't deal with that right now. And on top of that, I was going to school and then at, you know, in the ministry with church and it was just a lot going on. And, um, but now I'm, I'm pretty subtle right now. It's pretty subtle right now. So it's yeah. going well. And so, um, you talked about being in ministry, right? So you talked about being in ministry. What is your, I know you're a minister. Okay. So what else do you do within the church? Like how did that come about? Cause I saw your pictures that you posted of getting ordained minister. So let's talk about that journey and what it took to get there. So basically, um, the church that I currently attend, I've been to the church a few times when I was younger, back in like 2014, 2013. And I have an older brother that's also an insult minister there as well. And um, he had been there since 2014. And eventually when I moved back here from Chicago, I mean, from Florida, I had came, you know, looking for different churches. I was trying out churches in the city that I'm currently in, um, but nothing was really for me, you know, and I just kept waiting and waiting. And I can remember one day I went to one of my good friend's funerals. Um, he had passed away back in last year in February. And I had saw the pastor to the church that I'm currently attending. He was over the funeral and he came up to me and he just like spoke these words over me. And mind you, I had never really talked to this man before. I had never, I've only seen him one time when I, you know, came to the church. Cause I'm, I used to dance a lot as you know, yeah. in the church. Uh, with ministry, but I, you know, slowed down on that. I don't really do that anymore. But um, when I did do it back in 2014 at his church, he could, he didn't really remember me, but I remembered him a little bit. And um, he did know that I was a, you know, a sibling of my brother that goes there. And um, 
he invited me to the church. I came to the church one Sunday, and this was actually with a couple friends from Florida. They were here for spring break, and I brought them into the service, not thinking of anything. You know, I just came in there. I didn't come in there thinking that, oh, I need somebody to prophesy over me today. I didn't think of none of that. I just came in there. I sat down on my seat. And I, I worshiped and, you know, I went about the service and I remember he did an altar call and me and my friends, we went up to the altar and he's praying and he's he's praying and worshiping and everything at the altar. And I remember he laid his hands on me. And he began to say that the Lord was calling me into that ministry, that he was calling me into working with young adults, young women and to minister to young women. And he says, I know that you've been through a lot in your life, but. It's time for you to minister to these young women in your life and these young women around you in the community. And I, I just remember just getting chills down my body and I just fell to the floor and I'm praying and I'm, I'm crying out to God. And I'm like, glory to God, because that was still in my season of isolation where I could not hear God. I could not feel God. And I'm about to, I'm literally tearing up now because it's like I felt like I had just been in, in that season so long and to a point where it was kind of like I didn't give up but it was like it is what it is you know like if God wants me to do this I'll do it if God wants me to do this I'll do it I'm just waiting that's that that's where I was in my life and then when I came and he spoke those words over me I knew that God had not left me I knew that God still had a plan for my life and God used my pastor to minister that word to me and I, I was ever since that day I never left that church and I've been in there every Sunday I hardly miss church I, I missed church last Sunday if my heart could have dropped I had Sundays like I love my church it's just it's so amazing like my pastor is so awesome and that's where he literally told me like the Lord told me that you are going to be doing ministry you're going to be in ministry in this church you know ministering to young women and at that point I, I was just like God I trust you I'm going to start here I'm going to be obedient to your word I'm going to attend this church and shortly after that maybe like a month later or a couple weeks later I ended up joining the church and ever since then it's just been super amazing my pastor is so amazing and recently I did get installed as a minister there as well and it's just been such an amazing thing so I've been teaching the children's church. I've been ministering during like Good Fridays, whenever um, youth day, whatever he asked me to do, I'm I'm there for it. You know, I, I'm ready, Lord. You you want to use me, use me, Lord. And whatever and whatever full capacity you need me, God, I'm willing to do it. And so I've been doing it since, and it's just been an amazing journey at that church, and I love it. Hey, Amen. I say I remember um, when I first heard you speak. Um, at we're at a church that we and you both attended at the at the same time, and I was like, okay, you seem nervous, but I said, yeah. this person from where I see from here to now, I was like, I didn't know she had it in her. <laughs> like, who 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 is this? Who just came unveiled? Um, and then I also wanted to talk about because there were some choices and decisions that you had to make to leave Tallahassee to go back home. There is a lot of people where I constantly see like uh, video after video or, you know, people after people just literally talking about God is telling them to move because it's a season for them to move and they're having a hard time leaving. Um, and I know that was one of your struggles. You were trying to make sure like, God, are you telling me to go? Are you telling me to stay? Like you really battle with it back and forth. Um, and so can you talk about a little bit of that and, and the experience of it? And then the out, obviously we see the outcome, but mm -hmm. what was the, the initial like, okay, 
should I leave? Should I go? Because you're leaving from Florida all the way to where you're at now. So how was that? And it's some hours away. This ain't no two, three hour ride. Yeah, this is a 15 hour ride. And I made that ride and I got here safely. And I thank God for that. But um, during that decision, um, it was super tough. And I usually, me personally, I'm not a decision maker. I hate making decisions. But I know in that season of my life, I had to make a decision. And it had to be pronto because time was running out. And I was like, okay, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? I had, you know, moved to Florida. I made these friends. I came into this church. It's just been amazing since I've been here. And yes, I've had some tribulations and some trials while I was there. It wasn't always easy, but it got to a place where I I became comfortable. And in that season where it was like, okay, I have to make this decision whether I go home or I stay here in Florida. And I did not know what to do. And I began to pray and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And I had so many people like, are you moving? And they will bombard me with all these questions. And it, it, it literally made me so much more nervous than I had ever been before in my life. I'm like, guys, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still trying to figure out what the Lord wants me to do. And it was so hard because it was like, I was praying, but I felt like I wasn't getting my answer fast enough. And I was like, time is running out. I have to make this decision before my lease is up. I don't know what to do. And so I began to pray to the Lord and I was asking God, give me a sign. What do you want me to do, Lord? I'm coming to you because it was in that moment where I was like, I don't want to disappoint you, God. I don't. And at the same time, I don't want to condemn myself for making a decision, whether to either stay here or to move back home to Chicago. And I remember praying to God and I was asking him, give me a sign. And I was applying to the university that I currently attend now while I was in Florida before I had even moved back here. So I prayed to the Lord. While I was applying, I said, Lord, if it is your will for me to move back home, get me accepted into this college. If not, that's totally fine if I don't get accepted. And I, I will follow whatever it is that you want me to do. If you want me to stay here, I'm, I'll be content. If you want me to move home, I'll be content. And so I remember applying to the school and I weeks go by and I continued to pray and I continued to pray and time was getting shorter and shorter as the the lease was about to end it was quickly coming towards like the summertime like July maybe August or something and I'm like okay God and I remember praying every day praying every day and the Lord began to speak to me in my dreams and I remember I kept having dreams about moving and packing up my things and I and my current roommate is my cousin and so in my dream I will have these dreams about me and her moving into this new apartment or it'd be this empty kitchen space and or these bags and suitcases packed up in my dream and I'm like okay Lord is this you speaking to me and so I, I remember I'd pray and I continue to pray and I continue to pray and the day before I got accepted into the university the Lord gave me a dream showing me that I got accepted into the university and so the next day I went to the mailbox I was with one of my friends and I opened up the mailbox and I saw the the letter from the school and I was like, okay, this is the moment of truth. If I get in or if I don't get in. And I was like, I'll be content with whatever it is, Lord. And I opened up the letter and I began to read. And it says that, congratulations, you've been accepted into 
in a person. I just fell down to my knees. I just cried out to God because it's like, Lord, you answer my prayers. You know, like you hear me, God. And in that moment, I knew that it was time for me to go. And I began to let the people know of the church, like, I won't be staying here long. I'll be here for maybe like another month or a couple more weeks, but I'll be moving back home to my, you know, hometown. And I was still nervous during that transition. And then the enemy started putting these thoughts in my head, like, what if I made the wrong decision? What if God is disappointed in me? And I began to like, I was condemning myself and I felt so horrible. But on the ride back home, I, I had so much peace. And it was like 15 hours to drive all the way from Florida back to my mm -hmm. Chicago and I can remember it was a Sunday that I had left it was right after church I drove like six or seven hours to Huntsville Kentucky stayed the night there got up at five in the morning and drove the rest of the what nine hours left and drove home and when I got here I was just like it was like a, a breath of fresh air because I felt so relieved I said okay God I'm ready to do whatever it is that you want me to do here. And ever since then, soon as I moved here, I was like, okay, I'm going to try out a couple churches where I live at and see how this, you know, works out wherever the Lord wants me to go. None of the churches was, you know, working out. And eventually I ended up going to the funeral when I lost my friend, one of my good friends. And that's where I met my pastor. And he began to speak those words over my life. And I've been in that church for about a year now, every Sunday every Sunday and I've missed probably a couple Sundays, but it's been amazing. God has given me opportunity after opportunity to share the word. I have been to one of the churches that I don't even attend. The pastor asked me to speak to the youth. I've been invited again to another youth day to preach for youth day for the children with next month. So I've just been, God has been blessing me with these opportunities and I just thank God for that. So this is the outcome of me moving from Florida back to my hometown, Chicago. And I believe that the Lord wanted me here um, because of this. Had I not left, I would have been in the same position. I would have been on the same level. But in order for me to leave, which I didn't understand why, the Lord had to elevate me. And someone also prophesied over me through Facebook Messenger. Um, and I had never, I met this person one time and I never really actually had a conversation with this person. And they were saying that the Lord is getting ready to elevate you. He's getting to raise you up in such a way where you won't even believe it. And the person was literally prophesying like you had the spirit of religion over you that tried to tie you down. And I did. I did. A hundred you did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> couldn't break free from that and i feel like the enemy was trying to make me be this such this, like a religious person but the lord had to bring me through those things in order to show the world who i am today who god has created me to be not who nobody else wants me to be but who god wants me to be and so he's just been doing a work like it's amazing yes i've had some roadblocks some stumbling blocks some trials and tribulations since i've been here but it's been amazing it's been amazing and i can't thank god enough for that Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming to share, um, especially about that, because I know, like I said, there's a lot of people that's in the season of where God is moving them and hearing from him and waiting, especially like if you got finances that's in a way, work that's in a way, other co-parents or parents that's in a way, whatever it is. It's like it could be it could be tough to make the decision when you know, God, you're telling me to move. 
but I don't see how this is possible. Right. And so um, I just want that to encourage whoever is in that position of maybe it's a job, you know, maybe you got to take a job out to another state. Who knows? But um, I want you to be encouraged to know that if God brings you to it, he's going to bring you through it. And then there's nothing but elevation. And the crazy thing is, is that's exactly what I was thinking was that you were being elevated before you said elevated. I was like, she was being elevated. Um, and the crazy thing is, there's nothing but elevation when you are in obedience and you are in alignment with God and where he wants you. Um, and so I'm, I'm pr glad to be a part of your life and to, to be able to talk to you and hear about all the good things that God's doing. Um, so if anyone wants to get in touch with in touch with you and they're like, you know, I want to follow her. I want to see what else she got going on or who knows, they may want you to come out and visit their church to, to minister to their youth. Um, what would be the best method or the best way to get a hold of you? What's your social media? Um, my Instagram is my first and my last name together. So it's Akeisha Harold. So A-K-I-E-S-H-A. -E then my last name is Harold, H-A-R-R-E-L-L. -L. That's my Instagram name. That'll be one of the ways you can definitely get in touch with me. I'll respond quickly. Um, and then also I have a podcast. Um, it is on anchor.com. And my podcast is called uh, God is Within Her. And so you can just look up that podcast. It's also on Apple Podcasts as well. So you guys can just look up God Within Her podcast and it'll show up under my name, Akeisha Harrell as well. Um, and I believe you can send messages through the Anchor app um, or you can just message me directly on Instagram. So I just, um, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Those are ways you can definitely get in touch with me. Amen. Thank you so much. And for anyone who's listening to the show right now and was like, you know what? I would really love to listen to this show from the very beginning. And because if you're on the radio and you're listening with Wave um, Wave 94 right now, obviously you can't just rewind. So you can always go over to the YouTube because that's exactly where you can find this video. And you can see where I'm actually doing a live uh, feed with her right now talking about her journey. And so the the YouTube is Be The Light Zakia. Again, it's Be The Light Zakia. And I'm so grateful that you came on again. And oh, can't forget, if you need inner healing, if you need deliverance, if you need any of those things, please don't hesitate to go over to the website, be the light.live. And you can always reach out to me through email or you can even call the number that's on the website. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. And again, thank you, Akeisha, Minister Akeisha, for being on with us today. Everyone. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to this um, this radio live right now. So I just thank God for this opportunity again. And thank you, Pastor Zakia, for allowing me to be here and trusting me to share my testimony with those that are watching and listening. Amen. And we are out. Have a blessed day, everybody. I'm no longer bound. I'm no longer chained. I'm no longer captive. No longer restrained. Delivered, set free and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Thank you so much for tuning in to Be The Light. If you are looking for a life coach or maybe you're looking for some inner healing, please visit BeTheLight.com. Live Again, that is BeTheLight.Live. And you can also follow us on YouTube for a replay of this show at Zakia Robinson. Be blessed. My name is Freedom.